Welcome. I'm so glad you're here as we begin the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ and celebrating it with all of Christendom over the next 12 days. At the end of our service, we hope that everyone has a candle. We want this to be a safe evening. Um, you always keep your lit candle upright to receive your light. Take the unlit candle like this to get a light. And then at the conclusion of the uh, singing of our final hymn to extinguish your candles. But please be aware of those around you. We want everyone to be safe as we conclude our service with the singing of Silent Night. We are celebrating Holy Communion within our worship. All are invited to partake of the Lord's Supper. Uh, all are welcome to the Lord's table. Has the time gone? Advent's over and Christmas has arrived, whether you are ready for it or not. Advent preparations are hopefully done, gifts are wrapped, food has been prepared, family, friends, and even strangers are gathered to hear what God has given us. I think about the world in which Jesus was born. And it was not a pretty one, despite all those lovely Christmas cards and stained glass windows and making it a very romantic time or whatever. Life was hard and short-lived. Living under Roman occupation was harsh and was very brutal. The emperor of the time, Augustus, was figuring out how he would get more money out of the people and lands that were now conquered by the Romans. Hence, that's why we hear of a census forcing people, people like Joseph, to return to Bethlehem, a place he did not know. It would be something like even my parents or somebody like myself being born here in Canada, but yet maybe you're born in another country, but lived here all your life, and then suddenly you had to go back to where you don't know. Mary and Joseph, they were homeless people. They were forced to stay in a stable where she gave birth, receiving no help from no one. When you see a homeless person, think and remember that Joseph and Mary, they were homeless people too. And just how bad things would get, we should remember that soon after the birth of Christ, the Holy Family was forced to flee to Egypt to escape the murderous wrath of King Herod. He sent his soldiers to kill every child to and under in Bethlehem. So next time when you hear and you see refugees fleeing their country to escape terror, mass killings, and are forced to live in a foreign land, remember that Mary, Joseph, and the Christ child, they too were refugees. I say these things to you because in the midst of human suffering and brutality came the grace of God. 
God's love and plan for our salvation never ever goes the way that we humans believe it should be. It is hard for us humans to comprehend a loving God coming to us as a child, needing help, most likely crying, seeking warmth, food, and shelter. But that's how babies enter into the world. I always think of that popular hymn, Away in a Manger. It's really, it is wrong when we sing that the little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes, really. Jesus did cry, and he laughed. He was an infant. God became human, feeling the pain and joy that we humans know. The world was never expecting a savior to be born in a stable with only shepherds and sages, otherwise we know them as the wise men as to how many, I don't know, coming from the east to honor a king. But that's how the grace of God moves amongst us humans. We experience it and we feel it when we're not expecting it. As we heard in the writer of Titus, he says that the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all. Not just to some people, but to all of humanity, to everyone. The grace of God appears in the most unlikely places. It appeared to shepherds working the night shift. It appeared in some small village that most people, including the Emperor Augustus, never even knew existed. The grace of God appeared in a stable with the stench of cows, sheep, and donkeys hanging in the air. The grace of God appears to folks, that peep, to people that, that our society today would call outcasts. Throughout the life of Jesus, the grace of God, if you know your scriptures well, the grace of God turned water into wine. It fed over 5,000 people with just a few loaves of bread and some fish. The grace of God cured the lame and sick, forgave the woman caught in adultery, and brought Lazarus, who had died, back to life. Even death on a cross could not stop the grace of God from bringing salvation to the whole world. The world we live in today while it's still filled with great anxiety, especially over economic crises that are affecting the nations. Yes, we have people losing faith in government, big corporations, even the banks, to help us. Think about if you were working in Oshawa, the GM plant closed down. What next? I don't know. The grace of God will not stop appearing in our world just because the world might be afraid of that economic means and facing financial ruin. Christians need to start recognizing and seeing how God's grace has appeared in their lives, in your life, and how we share it with family and friends and even stranger. The grace of God has come to us in the person of Jesus Christ, whose birth all of Christendom is celebrating 
and is even being celebrated for those who do not even believe in Christ. It will continue, the grace of God to appear to everyone, until there comes a time when our world will sigh in relief and all of us will praise God from whom all blessings come. May the grace of God be seen and heard in your place of dwelling this Christmas. May it be seen in the 12 days that we celebrate the birth of Christ. May it be seen after the season ends and through the days that God gives us because the grace of God does come unexpectedly when we least expect it, but it's there and will continue to be there. I pray that all of you have a blessed Christmas, a healthy New Year, and that the grace of God appears in the lives that you surround yourself with. Peace be unto all of you. Amen.